Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. This is England is Burning for October the 26th, 2021. This is your Arsenal weekly feature. Um, we are live in, well, well, not you're probably not seeing this live, by the way. <laughs> we don't do that. Any, we haven't done, done that yet. Maybe we should, uh, but I'm a little bit scared. I'm a little bit scared, Josh, to do that. Josh, welcome <laughs> back to the show. You're our uh, Arsenal um, women weekly contributor and so forth from the Islington Gazette. Welcome back, Josh, to the show. Yeah, thank you very much for having me back, as always. Yeah, man. Um, how you been? You been good? Yeah, all good. Um, you are always bad. busy. It, there's no break for you. There's no, no, there's no international break for you. It, it's no, just, it's, I was at it's Wembley just switching on, uh, gears. <laughs> yeah, so I'm just back from Wembley on some, our Saturday watching England, Northern Ireland. Uh, uh-huh. And then we, we record this on Tuesday. So uh, later on this evening, I'm going to watch Northern Ireland against Austria. So uh, Manuel Zinsberger uh, live in action. Mm-hmm. Um, but as a Northern Irishman, I hope that she's uh, picking up Holly Burnett a few times tonight. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, no, uh, yeah, always busy and like you say, there is no real international break for me. Right. Um, and so forth. So I'm glad we were able to able to catch you and so forth. So we are at, y'all, we're at the quarter mark of the league season uh, with this international break, which isn't going to conclude until the until like essentially the following weekend in November and so forth. So we're still a little bit away, but there are some some matches. The FA Cup semifinal from the previous season is actually next week. But um, and I know I don't want to confuse anybody, but we're at the quarter mark of the season. Uh, and so what I wanted to do is I wanted to kind of give a first quarter report card for Arsenal on basically yep. get your viewpoint on how they're doing uh, so far. I, I it, Some of it seems to be pretty obvious, but if you look on the table, Arsenal's at, on the top. Arsenal has some great wins uh, over Chelsea to begin the season, win a big win over Manchester City, uh, you know, doing the business against the other teams as well. Just kind of not cruising, almost cruising along, not, not you know, maybe for lack of a better term, doing well in the Champions League. They're only playing so far is is you know an expected loss to Barcelona um, in Barcelona uh, and so forth but doing well in the Champions League group stage uh, pretty well set to, to move forward there so things are looking up new manager uh, and so forth so but we I want to drill it down uh, mm-hmm. you know f- with that so what I'm doing what we're gonna do is we're gonna break down the grades and it's gonna be the grades are gonna be a obviously a for best b c d or f for failure okay a being excellent you know c being average b being above average d being like oh you know below average uh and so forth and we're going to assign points four points for a three points for b two points for c one point for d and of course zero for F. Uh, and then we're going to go into, uh, we're basically going to go into four different categories, but here there's going to be a little twist. So the first category is going to be the forwards and wingers, their, their performance so far. Then it's going to be the midfield. Then it's going to be the defensive line and goalkeeping and then coaching managing. Now coaching managing is going to be double weighted. So it's going to be double points uh, for whatever grade they get. So that's the format going forward for this for this review. Um, mm-hmm. So, so we shall begin. If you're ready, Josh. Oh, I'm always ready. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's start with the forward line. 
you know, the wingers and so forth. And so we got folks on the forward line like Vivian Miedema, four goals and two assists. Beth Mead with yeah. three goals and three assists. Tobin Heath stepping forward, a new signing. Caitlin Ford still, you know, on the team. And, you know, Jordan Nobbs, Nikita Paris, um, you know, um, you know, on that forward line uh, for Arsenal. So oh, yeah. what kind of – what grade are you going to give the forward line, the wingers – of this squad yeah. so far. So I think Beth Mead has been incredible this season for I think she's take, she's taken her game like up a level from last season. You know, you've got like you say, you've got arguably the best striker in the pants we ask, but you've got arguably the best striker in world football there in, in Viviana Miedema. Um Arsenal have had have got goals from everywhere this season, but the forward line and just the link up play, especially Beth Mead who I said, you know, last week, Kim Little's been the Arsenal player of the season. I still stick by that. But I think Beth Mead is a very, very close contender for that so far. I think under Jonas Avidal, you know, she's just taken her game to a whole different world. And, you know, she comes off the bench on Saturday um, at Wembley against England, or sorry, against Northern Ireland for England and scores a hat trick. So, um, for me, you know, this is going to be a very, uh, a boring rating for a lot of other fans because for me it's an A because I just think that you know everybody is just chipped everyone's chipped in with goals but the forward line and just how they're playing like they're playing with so much confidence uh, they've been very very fluid so yeah look for me it's an A I just think that everyone's on the same page I mean there was talks of you know Miedema not being happy at Arsenal last season and, and wanting to you know to go to go um, and then Jonas has, has, has come in through the door and he's freshened the team up. And, you know, Miedema uh, probably hasn't, like, she st- starts the games, but then, you know, she's been rested, which I think she needs as well. Uh, like, she's been taken off in games when Arsenal are in a comfortable position. Um, so that shows you that, you know, Jonas is trusting every single one of those players. Like, Caitlin Ford was, argued, was for me, Katie McCabe last season was, Arsenal's player of the season and she won that um, and I absolutely agreed with it but Caitlin Ford was up there as well for me and Ford's been on the bench this season uh, quite a lot so that just shows you you know the strength and depth that Arsenal have so yeah um, definitely an A to be honest I think forward line especially Beth Mead I'm going to keep singling her out because there was a part of me thinking in the summer before you know Jonas started I said to myself where does Mead really fit in I think you know, I think under Joe last season, at some point she was disappoint. She was disappointing. Um, she obviously she did score a few big goals. Don't get me wrong, but I just don't think her performances were, um, at the level that Arsenal needed needed her to be. But I think that you know the style of play that Jonas plays really really suits her. Um, so yeah, I, I'm gonna give it an A definitely. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I would pro- I would have to agree. Um, I mean, when you have, you know, from a statistical standpoint, the uh, combination of Miedema, Mead, and then you have the other folks like, you know, like I said, Tobin Heath is stepping in. Caitlin Ford has been on the bench, but that shows, as you said, the, the bench strength. Uh, Nikita Paris was, you know, coming back on a transfer. Uh, it's just really very strong uh, because Caitlin Ford, you know, like yeah. we remember last season, you know, she had a lot of game time. She hasn't had a lot, had a lot of yeah. game time because and, and Paris it's just so strong. 
and Paris who signed in the summer. Yeah. Again, she probably hasn't had as much game time as she was expecting when she moved to Arsenal. So that shows you that, you know, the competition for for places is right there. And Tobin Heath as well, you know, she's really, really impressed in, in her first few games. Uh, she has the quality. So Arsenal's attacking attacking line, the movement and the intelligence of it, it just it just clicked on the Jonas. It, and I think the, that, you know, Arsenal going direct really helps them as well because they're obviously, you know, Minima has sort of been branded just as a goal scorer by, you know, people who don't watch Arsenal on a, like every single game. But if you watch Minima, you know, she moves around. Her movement is superb. And she's not just a goal scorer, but she's a playmaker. So she creates a lot of chances with her, with, with like her, with her movement. Her hold up play is excellent as well. So everyone has just sort of clicked in that forward line to what Jonas has asked them to do. And so far, it's been very, very, very successful. And, you know, the games against Chelsea, Manchester City, they had less of the ball. Arsenal against Manchester City and won 5-0. It shows you just how clinical that Arsenal have been this season. And I know where we're going to, you know, move on to the midfield, but they've had a lot to, to, to do with that as well with, you know, the high pressing system. So, yeah, the forward line's been absolutely sensational this year and uh, they've been a joy to watch, really. Yeah, talking, and I'm glad you brought up about Miedema not just being a goal scorer. Um, you know, she is second on the team in shot-creating actions uh, per yes. 90 minutes on the team. Um, you know, Beth Mead is, is number one in that category. Um, also, she's third on the team in key passes. Um, yeah, has two assists as well um so and if she does move around she roams all over the place yeah. um and that makes it just equally difficult uh for defenses to deal with her because um she could do so many different things and you know and i, I think you're right i mean if you just think that vivian Mitaba is a goal scorer you have not been watching enough yeah. um you know or not watching really closely um so and so that's what makes arsenal i think so dangerous because mm-hmm. um you know it could the the offense you know firepower can come from any location any point any person um yeah. you know on the field the other part, things i want to look at i see with um yeah. So Miedema also is, you know, leads the team in um, the non-penalty expected goals plus expected assists per 90 minutes. So, so, that, so that also points to her contributions overall is like over one per 90 minutes. Um, so which is really, you know, which is pretty significant. You know, Beth Mead also who we've talked about is probably the player of the season so far, maybe, um, you know, is at 0.94. So that, that um, but just. Also, I, I can't, I, for some, for some reason, I got this thing. I can't rest on this Tobin Heath transfer and how much that she brings in, in terms of just continued added depth and experience and so forth. Um, it's just really important um, and so forth. And I look at Beth Mead and, and Katie McKay, we'll get to her, her momentarily. Um, and Beth Mead, I mean, all like 25, 26, I mean, really getting in the prime of their careers. Um, so it, it's just really, um, it's just, and but it's also very fun to watch. Other key statistic about Arsenal, their, um, their overall expected goals versus goals uh, is plus 9.7. Their goal, and so basically about 9.7 goals better than their expected goals, which just shows how lethal they are. And 40% of their shots are on target. 
Yeah. I mean, 40%. That's like that. I mean, Chelsea doesn't even have that high number. It's yeah. 40% shots on target. Um, so it's just lethal um, and so far. So A for the forward line, the wingers and so forth. Let's get yeah. to the midfield. Yeah, so midfield, I mean, they brought in Freedom Adam this summer, who has been absolutely sensational. I mean, not 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 just with, you know, she she does score the odd wonder goal. I mean, against Everton, the the strike in the top corner was absolutely incredible. But she's brought a really really good balance to Arsenal. She breaks up the play very very effectively, and also, you know, she can go forward as well. So you can play Manum in three different positions. If you need to protect the back four, yeah, you, you can do that. And then if you need to, you know, go forward, you, she can also do that. So when the likes of, for me, I know she has been injured, but when the likes of Jordan Nobbs is a substitute, I think that shows you just how good Arsenal's midfield is when a full in England international um, has to watch the game from the sidelines. I know she started, She she has started, um, the last game, Jordan Nobbs, who I think she's an absolutely brilliant player, um, and everybody else sort of would agree with that. So, yeah, midfield has been really, really good. I mean, you can put Leah Williamson in the midfield as well, um, and she dominates in there as well. Uh, the Arsenal midfield last year for me was a bit of a letdown, especially in those big games um, against you know Chelsea, Man City. I actually thought that was the weak point um, in last se- last season especially in those games, and I thought yeah. they were a bit of a, it's a harsh term, but I thought they were a bit of a liability at times. But this season, Jonas, again, he, he has transformed them. He, they've just been, they've been very, very good. They've dominated games in there, even if they are under a little bit of pressure. They never really seem like it, because they just deal with it really, really comfortably. I mean, Man City, like like we said before, they had more of the ball in that 5-0 win. Uh, for Arsenal, but Arsenal were just so efficient and effective um, in midfield, especially with Manum, who, again, being an absolutely fantastic sign, Leo Valti, who, for me, is Arsenal's most underrated player, but arguably most important player. I mean, she makes them tick. She is, again, breaking down the play. Arsenal are a worse team when Leo Valti doesn't play, um, because... She don't. The reason why I think Leah Valde doesn't get the, you know, the credit so much because she's just a, a player who, you know, she does the dirty work very very well. She doesn't play these fancy, thirty yard passes. She just plays it really really simple, which for me is more impressive than, you know, a player playing a big, overlapping, forty yard ball. Um. So yeah, look, the midfield's been sensational this year again. Um, and I think because of how inverted commas weak it was last year compared to this year, I think you have to give it an A again. I just think that for me in the football pitch, there's so many there is important positions, but for me the midfield is the most important because that's the core. That's the you know that is where the battles happen in that middle of the pitch area. So if you're losing a midfield battle. You're most likely to be on the front, the back foot. So yeah, I think Arsenal have been very, very good in that area this year. They've got options in there now. You know, like you can play Volte, Manum, you can play Jordan Nobbs, Kim Little, 
like I said, has been my Arsenal player of the season, Kim Little. She's absolutely crucial. She just runs games. And again, a player that doesn't, she scores goals, don't get me wrong, but a player that probably doesn't look like to be this special, superb player. But just so crucial. I mean, passing range, vision, everything is, is superb. Uh, I think Little, she just has that ability. You know, the Aston Villa game this season at Villa Park, Villa really, really scrapped in that midfield. They, and a moment of Kim Little's magic to put Arsenal 1-0 ahead was the difference. You know, and then that allowed Aston Villa to, you know, they had to come out and they had to attack more and Arsenal eventually exploited them. But I just think that, you know, there's just so much quality in that midfield this season. Um, and I think that was a major improvement from last season. And I think, Ars- I don't know, if, no, I don't, uh, I've written an article this week on Isn't It the Gazette, if anybody wants to go and check it out. It's what Jonas has done differently to make them from believers in the title contenders. Um, and I, uh, I pinpointed the midfield because it was just, last season, I just thought, in those big games, Chelsea completely played through them at times. Mm-hmm. This season, they didn't play through them at all. I mean, they scored two goals, but what from a, one was from a set piece, which was disappointing. Um, and, and then the other goal was from, you know, Aaron Cuthbert's goal was from a, a, a defensive lapse. So midfield had nothing really to do with that. Um, so, yeah, midfield's been sensational. And like I say, there's been so many good options in there. So, yeah, it would, it, again, it would be an A for me. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I mean, all solid shouts. And, 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 and y'all out there, please smash a like also on this video. Give a five-star rating if you're listening to this. Please subscribe. Please share with your uh, friends on social media. But y'all also... Uh, one of the things that, that if you're kind of new to football, watching football, one of the things to look for, I mean, I know it's, you know, it's about, you know, the, the goals and, and things like that. But one thing to really look for is the midfield, because the midfield, you know, it's not a myth that if you dominate the midfield, if you control the middle of the field, then you control the game. And that was, as Josh, I totally agree uh, with you. That was kind of the that was the the weakest link kind of of Arsenal. Yeah. Arsenal was a very very good team last year. Okay, yeah. They're a very good team, very strong team. You know, they finished third. I mean, you can't be finishing third and not be a strong team. But every team kind of has a weak link, right? Even Chelsea yeah. is a weak link. Um, and the weak link for for Arsenal was that midfield. They just didn't dominate when they needed to in the big games, and that's at what cost them. You know, and that was the difference in losing by a goal to Manchester City. Uh, you know, and things like that. It, that's what cost them. This season, much different. Um, you have both the pack, the great package in midfield in terms of offense and defensive capability. Kim Little is, you know, has four goals tied for the team lead. Her, her goal conversion rating of, you know, expected goals to goals and non-penalty situations is best on the team at plus 2.3. But not only that, Kim Little also has 11 key passes. She also has, um, in terms of shot creation, Kim Little has 13. She's got 2.61 shot creating actions per 90, which actually is like, you know, in the third or fourth on the team. Um, so there's that. Also, though, you mentioned Wadi. You mentioned her. Key stat for her. 
that I really love. Yes, you mentioned she does the quote dirty work. Okay, here's here's here is the proof of in that pudding. All right, so so she is third on the team in tackles. <laughs> she also leads the team in terms of um, successful pressures on defense at 47.1%. Uh, she has 24 success, successful pressures out of 51 pressures, which means basically being able to take the ball when you pressure an opponent. So, um, and that's pretty straight. Who's second on the team in successful pressure percentage? Kim Little at 39%. So you've got two people who are really good at successful pressuring the ball on defense. So you got, and then you get, and then we haven't, I haven't mentioned Manum yet who can do both. So you got players who are really good on defense and you got players who are really good at creating. That's what you want in a midfield. That's how you dominate the midfield is, is folks like that. So yeah, I mean, got to give it a day. I don't see where you can give it any other grade really. Uh, so forth. All right. Um, defense and we'll throw, we not and it's not like, it's a small matter. Uh, you know, best for last, basically, um, but also goalkeeping along with the defensive line. So all that together. What are your thoughts? Yeah, um, I think, well, we'll start with the goalkeeper, Emmanuel Zinsberger. Um, I think that she's been Arsenal's most improved player this season. Um, I've said that, you know, a few times on the podcast. I think her just all-round game has just improved this year. She was always a good shot stopper, but I think that, you know, from corners and cross balls into the box. She was always sort of that little bit nervous. Uh, she was coming out flapping with things. And, um, yeah, she proved to be costly a few times last season in the big games as well. But I think coaching in the summer has just completely refreshed her. Um, so, you know, I think she's been absolutely fantastic. She's made a few big, big saves as well, um, especially in that Champions League game against Barcelona. I mean, it was it was four one, but it could have been much more for Barcelona if it wasn't you know four four. And same against Hoffenheim. I mean, Arsenal, you know, they got a bit slack against Hoffenheim. And I know they were ahead, but they got a bit slack, and a goal would have given you know Hoffenheim some confidence to to really rally back and, and try to get into the game. But Zinsberger stood firm. She made two two big, big saves that night and two very, very good saves as well. So, yeah, look, Arsenal have only conceded two goals at, at, in the WSL this season and that was in the 3-2 win over Chelsea. So, you know, when you've, when, when you've kept clean sheets in the rest of those games, I think that says everything that you need to say. I mean, I mean, there's a 24-year-old England captain there in Leah Williamson who, again, is just crucial to our Arsenal play, not just with her, you know, defensive abilities, but, you know, she also leads, uh, the like, the attacking system as well with her passes, uh, especially when you want to exploit the flanks. If a team that have just clogged the middle of the park and want to frustrate you, uh, Williamson gets on the ball and, you know, she just sprays the ball out wide. And for me, pr- maybe the best passer in the, the Women's Super League, I mean, people are going to say, all right, that's a big shout, but unbelievable on the ball. Um, sensational passing ability. You know, you've got Lotto Women Moy, another young player learning alongside her. And I think I've already, you know, looked at the improvement 
of her this season in her overall defensive game. She shields the ball much better, I think, this season. I think, you know, she's got her body across the opposition attack and maybe attacker 1v1, whoever that, that will be. And nine times out of ten, you know, she wins her tackles. And then you've got Jennifer Beatty, who is, you know, when you consider that what everything that she's been through, um, personally, you know, she's showing her a massive amount of grit this season and determination. I mean, she's a leader. She's experienced. Um, and good in both boxes as well. I mean, she can come up with a goal as well uh, against Reading this season. She scored, you know, from a corner because of her physical presence. Very, 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 very good in the air as well. So, um, yeah, look to the fence. And we haven't even spoken about, you know, Steph Catley, Katie McCabe. I mean, I know Katie McCabe's been playing as a left back, a winger, and even sometimes as a centre midfielder. But um, she's on on another planet as well I think this season I think that she's taken her game through a whole I thought last season she was absolutely incredible but I think this season I really think that she's verging on a world class player I really do I think she's just been absolutely sensational again and you know she's a she's not immune to a scoring a screamer as well I mean Aston Villa and Everton so I mean yeah I mean she's and then another player that I think that when we talk about Arsenal, we talk about, you know, Minima, we talk about Williamson, we talk about Nobs, we talk about Little. But one player, again, that I think has been crucial for Arsenal this season that, you know, the media haven't really covered is Noel Maritz, who have just been, again, very, very, very solid. I mean, against Man City, Lorne Hemp, one of the most tough, tough player to mark, one of the quickest players in the league, if not the quickest. And Maritz, you know, she put her in her pocket and said, "All right, I'll let you out at the end of the game." She was just, she was just so so good in that game, and uh, and she has been all season. And she's actually, I, I know you you're going to tell me because you're the man with the numbers, but she's uh she's added quite a lot to the attack this year as well, Maritz. Um, I think so. Yeah, look, the defense has been fantastic. Goalkeeper has been very, very, very good. Um, like I say, most improved player. So again, I'm gonna have you're gonna have to give it an A when you've only conceded two goals, and that was in the same game at the start of the season in the league. Obviously, they conceded four against Barcelona, but yeah, I mean that's just how it is. Barcelona, best team in the world. Um, and again, I thought Zinsberger especially was fantastic that day, and I thought Arsenal were nervous anyway, but. When you go back in the league, yep, we've only conceded two goals, and that was in the same the same game. So, yeah, I think I think it's only fair that you give it an A. I think they've just been they've been very very solid. And when you think about it, you've got Anna Patton, another option, another young English player, and you've got Taya Goldie. So they're actually bringing up these defenders from Arsenal's academy. All right, Anna Patton went away to America and came back, but she still came up for Arsenal's academy. So the producing players in that area as well. Um, so that's obviously a big, big positive for the future. So yeah, that's a, that's another A for me, to be honest. Yeah. So let's start with a um, let's let's start with the goalkeeping. Uh, Zinsberger is has played every game in the league so far. Five, uh, all five, only given up two goals, um, yes. and so forth. Um, there's a stat called post shot expected goals minus goals allowed. Uh, she stands at plus 1.8. Anything over zero is means that you're doing a darn good job 
uh, at, um, you know, at stopping shots. Secondly, the post shot expected goals against her per shot on target is 0.29, which is both a credit to her as well as a credit to the defense in front of her that it's 0.29. Usually you got like a number like 0.33 or something to the light. Like the opponent's, you know, Arsenal's opponents are at 0. 0.33, um, you know, and at 0. 0.29. So that's a credit to the defense in front of her. So she's done an excellent job. She's 26 right at the peak of yeah. her career. Uh, and she's a very good passer as well. Um, yeah. it, you know, I was looking at her passing numbers and she's got 85%, uh, you know, passing completion percentage. Uh, you know, she's one of the highest on the teams of, of anyone who has 100 attempts uh, at, at passing. Um, <laughs> and then you mentioned, so let's go. So that's an A right there. So then you got the defensive line. Yeah. And so to me, the mark of a defensive line is how well you're able to keep your goalkeeper's shorts clean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, if you're forced, if you're so bad and you're forcing your goalkeeper to be diving on the ground and get their uniform really dirty and stuff, then you're not doing your job. So, yeah. um, so that's been pretty clear because you know, um, Zensberger is very good, but she, but let's be honest, she hasn't had to do a whole lot of work because the yeah. line in front of her has done so well at making sure that that doesn't happen. Um, in terms of the defense. So that said, let me roll the defensive numbers. So um, you mentioned Marit. So um, I'm, I probably just butchered her name, but she's 25 year old Swiss national, but she's, you know, she's one of the top people. Uh, she wanted the best defender in terms of total tackles and interceptions on the team with 15. Yeah. Uh, she's got nine clearances. You look at Leah Williamson, she leads the team with 18 clearances. Uh, Jennifer Beattie on the defensive line has 11 clearances, 11 total tackles and interceptions uh, on, um, you know, on that defensive line. But here's the key number, Josh, to me. Cool. How many errors has the defense committed that allowed a shot by the opponent that Arsenal has this season in the league? Mm. I want to say, well, I want to say very low. So I want to say one or two. Okay. You're, you you hit it. One. Yeah. Arsenal's defense has given up one error the entire league season so far on defense that led to an opponent's shot. Yeah. One. Uh, that's key, um, you know, because again, going back to what's the defensive job, keep your goalkeeper clean. Okay. So making, and one of those aspects is making sure you don't commit many errors on the offensive side. Yeah. We mentioned Katie McCabe. I mean, you know, yeah. you, you do want, you do not want to forget that she's on the field. And I think teams yeah. kind of forget that she can just, you know, nail one from 25 yards, yeah. uh, you know, outside 18 yard box if you're not careful and she pushes up the field, which in many instances there is. Um, Wuben Moy, uh, it, I, I always say she's good for a header for goal yeah. every now and then. <laughs> you know, she just seems to pop up um, with that. So you you got, you know, some offensive con contribution, but overall. Yeah. And you've got Leah Williamson on two goals as well. This yeah, season. exactly. So, right. I mean, that's There's... one more goal, and that's it's one of Williamson's best goal scoring ever. So, uh, goal scoring season ever. So, yeah, like you said, like I said, like we said before, I mean, 
there's goals all about this team right now. Right. Absolutely. Um, you know, and I don't, you know, I don't necessarily ask, um, you know, my center backs to, you know, contribute no. <laughs> too much on offense except passing the ball out. Um, but you've got that happening at Arsenal. Um, you got that happening at Arsenal. You expect your wingers, um, if, you know, if you got them or your fullbacks to contribute a little bit up the field. But, you know, it, it's they're coming from all over the place. Um, and Kenny McKay is just one of the best players on the team. I mean, really. Yeah. Um, so, uh, just so much talent and and they're working really well um you know and we you never want to forget i mean and i know i forget the goalkeepers sometimes so i do want to mention that you know zensberger is really doing really really yes. awesome um you know in that uh you know for the gunners so it's really strong so definite a there so let's get to the uh probably not so hot topic but get to, let, let me let's get to the most fashionable uh manager in the league uh or, you know i'm gonna go ahead and give him the award uh for most fashionable i mean he rocks a white tracksuit better than anybody um and it's after labor day and and, and you know and labor day in the u.s uh you're not supposed to wear white after labor day in the u.s by the way so but but he rocked it in like, you know, October, November. <laughs> um, so, you know, and, and, and look good. But let's talk about Jonas Edeval. Um, he yep. did have, you know, definitely has coaching experience and something, you know, coming in, but not in the WSL. So some folks may not have really heard of him going in. But, um, I mean, I don't know what, I don't know what you can't say about him at this point. Yeah. But Josh, tell me your thoughts as far as how he's been as far as, as far as tactically, personnel management, Game yeah. management. You For know, me, th- this is the easiest. This. this is the easiest one out of the four categories. Um, well, the first, first of all, the rating is a star, star, star. I mean, yeah, <laughs> the man, it, it, the, just the the whole team has just changed in terms of attitude, in terms of confidence. I mean, when when we used to look at the Chelsea game, for example, and think, okay, well, that's going to be a defeat. We're not going to get anything here today. And, you know, his first game in the WSL, he had no managerial experience in England before. And he goes out and wins 3-2. And then to beat Man City, another one of those teams, you're thinking, okay, Arsenal are going to get beat today because they don't perform in these big games. And it was 5-0. And his whole... His passion, his energy has just refreshed every single one of those players in that club. I mean, like we said before, Leah Williamson signed a one-year contract this summer, one year, to see what this thing, what this season is going to be like, because Arsenal need to be competing for trophies. Miedema hasn't signed yet, and I think she will now because of Jonas. And I think that he's just he's just brought happy. This is the happiest Arsenal camp. And again, no disrespect to Joe Montemurro, but this is the happy, happiest Arsenal camp in years. Um, everybody just sort of fights for each other and the pool for each other. Um, and it, it's ha- For me, the system is brilliant to watch. I mean, the high press, for example, that's the... If you watch Arsenal this season, last season under Joe Montemurro, yeah, they did high press, but it was only for a matter of time. And then Arsenal went ahead and went back in the little shell, went defensively and ultimately ended up probably getting beat in those big games when they when they went and when they went into that system. But Jonas is just intensity. He's just saying keep going. The mentality. I mean, 
they were four 0 up against you know Man City, and he's still saying there's more to come. Just come up and you know go and get more. Like the mentality is just unmatched, really, uh, in my opinion. Um, so yeah, look, he's done a fantastic job. He's gone more direct this season as well, which has benefited Arsenal because there's those teams that like to sit in. When Arsenal can go direct, like we've said before in the first part of the podcast, that they've got the you know the attacking options made them a made to to hurt any team in the world. Um, so yeah, look, he's just been a breath of fresh air. His celebration against Chelsea in the first day of the season is probably my favorite moment of the season, to be honest, because it shows you how much it means. It's not because it looks good, but it's because it shows you how much it means to him. And how hard he's prepared to work, and yeah, look, Arsenal are in a good position right now. But let's be honest, nothing's won yet, um, and there's still a lot of work to do. But what I like about Jonas is he knows exactly that there is still work to do, and this he's not taking anything for granted. So yeah, he's just been, I he's been unbelievable. And what I like about him as well, he's still a young manager. He's thirty eight, so he's still learning himself. And he always wants to improve, and, and that's you can never have too high standards in football. So yeah, I I just I really like his standards. I really like his work rate. Um, one of the most interesting people to listen to. I mean, you could sit and listen to him talk about football all day. So yeah, massive massive fan of him. And our thing is going to get tough, yeah, because that's football. It will eventually get tough, and it's about how you react from that. But I've got absolutely no doubt that Jonas is the right man to, to lead Arsenal forward in the future. I mean, when a player of Tom and Heath's calibre has already said that in a the in the post Hoffenheim press conference that good things are to, are, are going to come under Jonas in years to come, with a player that has won so much in her career, you know she's won a world she's won World Cups, um, she's won league titles everywhere she's been so. Yeah, when a player like that is, is is praising Jonas, then I think that says it all. So, yeah, he's he's a he's hundred percent an A. He's more than an A for me, um, and he's been my uh, he's been the most. Obviously, look, I love it on the pitch, but he's been my favorite part of Arsenal this season, to be honest. Just mm-hmm. in how he's he's dealt with everything, um, and yes, he has, and and his recruitment as well, like freedom, Adam stunning signing you know Mana and we haven't even spoken about you know Mana Mana Iabuchi yet you know mm-hmm. no we World haven't winner, but Japanese World Cup winner by the way mm-hmm. so yep. he brought her in and he's just brought he brought in so much quality and he knows exactly when to use everybody and how to use everybody so yeah for me eh, just top top class and he has a chance this Sunday to to, to get Arsenal into a final and I know Joe Montemaro started that run um, but yeah he has a chance to, to get into a final and his first final um, as Arsenal manager so yeah look things are really really looking up this season so very very excited yeah, I you know before the season started, I predicted that Arsenal, you know, Arsenal would would win a trophy this year. Um, you know, I, yeah. I they win one, uh, be it the Conti Cup, be it 
the FA Cup. I'm not sure that we're going to win the league. Definitely, I don't think they're going to win the Champions League, but that's not the point. But the point is, is that, you know, Arsenal really needs a trophy this year yeah. um, and so forth. And I think that either it's going to be the FA Cup that's that's now or the next one that's going to be this year. Um, but, you know, there's a chance. And I mean, right now they're right on the doorstep of the final with Brighton over the weekend uh, yeah. and so forth. Uh, and this team is on such a confident role and they're so at ease. They're not, there's no tension. There's no like, you know, like, oh, you know, like gripping jello and it's all falling over the place. The thing I measure managers by is the, is three things, tactics, personnel management, both outside in the game or out and outside the game. And then uh, emotional intelligence. How well is that manager reading the room Uh, and with the players, with the team, with the press, with everybody so far, and, we, and we're only doing grades for the first quarter, not what we think is going to happen just yes. for the first quarter. So with that being said, it has to be an A because look at the results. Look at what we've seen. Look yeah. at how, how fluid the team is. Look at how confident they are. Look at the fact they're communicating well. Look at the fact that he's communicating well with everybody. Uh, we got, as you just mentioned, you got people who like Tobin Heath, yes, a player like Tobin Heath coming out, who who is man, who's played under multiple excellent managers yes. in her career, you know, legendary managers in her career, says, "Think good things are coming." So I'm like, yeah, that's you know, that's going to be that's a big thumbs up right there. Yeah. Uh, now, um, tactically, very fluid, very forward, very attacking, different. Yeah. But the other thing, though, Josh. He didn't really tinker with what didn't need to be tinkered with. Yeah. Remember, you know, like the defense was not something you needed to really tinker around with too much. Yeah. You know, it was a strong thing. It was like the under under thought talked about thing with Arsenal last year. And then they ended the season with like 25 clean sheets in a row. Um, it was the cleanest hotel ever, you know, where with all those clean sheets they had on the bed yeah. uh, at the end of the season. So you didn't need to really tinker too much with it, but it was just the fluidity on the offensive side. And so, yeah, with the signings they got, you know, and where those signings fit in with the midfield and the forward line, all those things just fill in a little bit of gap. I and mean, we talked about the midfield earlier. I mean, just really strong, just really, really strong. I, I, I want to, you know, the, I, the grade is definitely an A, definitely is yeah. like an A plus. But um, with that being said, we, you know, it's like now I want your biggest test. In, in every person's life, y'all, every person's life, the biggest test you will ever have is how you stand up under crisis, how yeah. you stand up out of adversity. When it's easy, when things are rolling, when things are really going good, then, you know, it, it, it you know, that's it, it's easier. Right. But when there's adversity there's go- with football, there's always going to be a big bump in the road. We don't know when it's coming. We don't know yeah. how it's going to happen and so forth. And I know Jonas has coaching experience, manager experience elsewhere. We know it's going to happen. He knows yeah. it's going to happen. So how he handles that will be how I grade him when the time comes. Right. Um, and so forth. But so far, so good. Uh, with a team that's sitting at the top of the table, rolling as they are, in a semifinal for an FA Cup, doing very well in the group stage overall, um, and the team is cohesive as it is stands right now today. So if we look at all the grades, forward line, wingers, A, yeah. uh, midfield, A, 
defense and goalkeeping A, and then the double points for the coaching managing A. Um, so it's, you know, full on 20 points, you know, out of, you know, total. It's perfect score, perfect A. So overall, it's an A for the yeah. team so far at the first quarter mark um, and so forth. Uh, so, and I, and I have no disagreement with that whatsoever. I have none, uh, with that whatsoever, but, uh, definitely great takes there. So looking ahead, I mean, this weekend, we've got Brighton coming up this weekend. Yep. Um, we talked about it a little bit, you know, over last show, uh, any, th- any additional thoughts about Brighton? You, we know it's, they, it's not going to be as easy. It may sound to some people. Brighton no. is always a kind of a difficult run. And this is their chance. This is Brighton's chance to get into a possibly yeah. into a cup situation. And Brighton has some history with Chelsea because, you know, if Chelsea gets through yeah. uh, as well as with Manchester City. So they got they got to feel like they got a chance in this. Yeah, uh, yeah. As well, but- so. Brighton are always um, sort of good against the big teams, so Arsenal yeah. need to be Arsenal need to be right on it, you know, this yep. this Sunday. So the the thing with it being at home, sort of, I think you know, it obviously gives Arsenal the advantage, home advantage, um, and I just think, well, let's get today over with international break. <laughs> let's hope everybody comes back in again, one piece. In so right, uh, every, right. Every, well. The, Miedema has obviously she's gone. She won't be playing for the Netherlands. Thank goodness. Um, that was a good decision that you know she's returned back to back mm-hmm. to London. So yep. um, just for a bit of a rest. Um, but yeah, let's hope every everybody else comes out in a um, in one piece, and, and then we can start looking ahead to, to Sunday afternoon. So, um, but yeah, look, I mean, on form that you, you have to favour obviously Arsenal going into it, but Brighton will be tough. Uh, they'll play a low block and, and they'll frustrate Arsenal. And that's where I sort of think we're going to see the likes of Leah Williamson's quality this weekend. Um, because, you know, she gets on the ball and she likes like spreading the ball out wide. Um, and I think we're going to see a lot of overloads out wide, which is how Joe Montemurro beat Brighton. Um, if you look at if you look back at previous Arsenal-Brighton games, Joe Montemurro liked overloading the wings and Brighton couldn't really deal with those, uh, with, with that um, sort of system. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what, what Jonas um, does this weekend. But two very, very good FA Cup semifinals this weekend. Um, I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to them. Yeah, it's um, going to be fun. It's going to be yeah. fun. Really, it's going to um, be fun. I know that we're not going to be on a show before next week. So, I'm going to predict a, a Chelsea-Arsenal final. That's that's yeah. what I'm going to say. Um, you, you want to you pick a scoreline with the Brighton match? How, do you, how many oh. goals are... How many goals? Do you know are what? I don't see? think I want to say three nil, three nil Arsenal. Um, mm, okay. If Arsenal, if Arsenal score early, then you know could be a bit more. But I think I don't know if you watched Northern Ireland England this weekend. Um, but I think that Brighton will set up how Northern Ireland did and frustrate. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll frustrate Arsenal. Try and hit them in the counter attack. So an early goal would be ideal for Arsenal because it means mm-hmm. that Brighton will have to you know yep. come out and attack. So. The longer it goes on at nil nil, the nervier it will get. Um, yep. obviously because that's football. But Brighton are just very, very good at you know hanging on and holding in games. But yeah, I just think this Arsenal team and how this Arsenal team are playing at the minute, full of confidence. Yeah, I think Arsenal will will win it, and I think it being with it being at Meadow Park, it will help. So yeah, I want to say three 0 win for for Arsenal. 
Yes. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with 2-0. I think they're going to make it tough. I mean, Brighton is yeah. going to make it tough. I don't think they're going to win, but they're going to make it really, they're going to post a real big challenge and maybe, yes. and it will get a little nervy. I really think yeah. it's going to get nervy. I mean, Arsenal is going to get, obviously I'm picking a 2-0 scoreline, so they're going to get the first goal. But yeah, you're absolutely right. When they get that first goal is really critical. If yeah. they get that first goal in the first 20 minutes, then that really is going to be a good foundation for the game moving forward. However, if they go into halftime at nil-nil, it's going to get a little sketchy uh, in there. But I still think, I mean, Arsenal just, you know, unfortunately there is there is a significant gap in talent on the pitch um, yeah. between the two um, and and so forth. But um, And that's really going to, going to set the game uh, up so i do predict that chelsea um or chelsea arsenal final um that will be a classic i mean there's that will be a classic match i think uh but we're not there yet so yeah we'll, we'll, we'll wait yeah. <laughs> uh so forth so i gotta wrap things up i'm on no the worries. you know hitting the hitting the clock here uh, and so forth thank you so much josh for no uh, coming on we'll talk to you after the brighton match yep. uh in, and then prepare for the league starting back up and the champions yes, league starting time, yeah. back up um no. you know so it, it's um you know, busy times ahead as always uh, for uh, for you. So take care, my friend. Yeah, take care, my no friend. Thank you. See you. Baby. All right, everyone. Uh, everyone, we are uh, done for this episode for Arsenal. Uh, and so forth. we're going to have later on, we're going to uh, show is going to pop up for Chelsea as Rob with the CFCW social does his review of the first quarter so far. That's coming right up. So thank you so much. Smash a like, share with your friends uh, on social media, subscribe, all those things. Uh, I have no advertising budget whatsoever. You should see my advertising budget. Um, it is the same advertising budget as um I don't know. I can't even tell you. Uh, I can't even tell you. I, I Basically, with my advertising budget, you can go to Starbucks and maybe get a scone. That's my advertising budget. <laughs> All right. So uh, so take care, everybody. And we'll talk to you later. England's burning is out. Talk to you later. <laughs>